episodes dropping a day early, but I'm really just a week late. This is a true story. To find out what happens, what happens? when people stop being polite, start getting. <laughs> Welcome, 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 everybody, to another episode of The Real World. I had so much fun last time doing a Q&A and mimicking my favorite podcast that I decided to do it again. Um, I know I love having guests, but sometimes it's fun just to ask questions. And since it's been about two weeks since I've last released an episode, I have a bunch of questions, some of them that aren't necessarily relevant, but they're going to be cool for me anyway. Have you ever cried watching This Is Us? Uh, let's be honest. Never watched This Is Us. I think that the the drama of it and the fact that almost every grown man that I've ever known has cried every other episode has probably kept me from watching something that's that deep. Um, I don't have this straight up macho answer like, yo, men shouldn't cry. Nah, F all that. I just feel like I think I need my TV to be a little bit more action-packed or maybe a little more happy. Um, I've also teared up during some cool scene in a movie when I think the, the parent finds the kid or something like that. So I'm not saying that men can't cry. Um, but given that I literally don't know a guy that can last an episode without crying, I think I'm going to binge watch that the next time I have surgery. Uh Maybe I'll be high on some kind of drug or something and I won't really know what's going on. But until then, I don't know if that shows for me. Next question. If you are dating someone and you haven't had sex yet, could you go on a trip together? If so, is sex mandatory? All right. This is one of those questions where I probably get myself in trouble. Just kind of being honest about it. Um, this goes out to men or women. If you happen to be going on a, on a trip, you should know exactly what you're getting yourself into. Don't be disillusioned. As a guy, don't think that you take some woman to some nice magical beach that that's finally going to have you sealing the deal. What you're probably going to end up doing is just playing yourself. Women, likewise, if this isn't the kind of guy that you want to do the do with, don't go somewhere just for a free vacation. I think this keeps everyone from being, frankly, just looking stupid, having hurt feelings or anything else, because God knows what can happen when you go away with somebody and just having a terrible time. I think if you literally can't have the understanding that as soon as the plane lands and we get into the hotel room, we're probably doing a whole bunch of adult activities. Um... To the big wide open window so that everybody can see if we're not doing that we probably aren't the people that should go on a trip together the fact that we even have to consider that a thing probably tells you that you should save your money go on your vacation separately i hear guy trips are not the kind of thing you want to do at this time of year but women go together on trips all year round next question 
What are your thoughts of NBC getting rid of Megyn Kelly? Uh, I should probably um, call this question or this episode uh, Unpopular Opinions of Darrell. Here's the thing. When NBC hired Megyn Kelly, they knew exactly what kind of person she was. I think... I believe this in my heart that she's somebody who tiptoes the line. I'm not going to say that she's like patently racist, but she said some things that are very racist in her past of working with Fox News. On that platform, it was acceptable for her to act that way. For the general platform of NBC, you can't really go around saying, and Santa Claus and Jesus Christ are white. Uh, newsflash to anybody who does listen I don't care what color you are there's no way in the world that Jesus Christ was a white man just based on the region it's just not gonna happen um and that's okay but the fact that Megan Kelly was hired after saying these things leads me to two main conclusions one People at NBC hated her the entire time. And the person who hired her, it's a really bad choice. Two, I don't know if you should get fired for saying something stupid. I think that we've gotten to the point in this society where we overreact to kind of everything. And our response is always to make things go away when things tend to happen. I'm not sure that's the way that we should be going with this. Just being honest. I've said something stupid, you know, probably yesterday. Hell, if my employer listened to my podcast, I might actually get fired. And I say that in a joking way, but I'm not joking. You never know what kind of context people take things from. And because white people happen to be in the majority, me saying something crazy that, you know, might sound very pro-black to you may sound very racist to them. And I know racism against white people is not a thing. Neither is reverse racism. All of that shit needs to go somewhere. So, uh, you know, uh, I say Megyn Kelly's got 63 million reasons to be okay. Um, I know that contract's getting paid out regardless. Didn't work. Maybe she goes away. Don't really care. She's rich as hell. Enjoy the money. Do something else with your life. Do something that you want to do and have fun with. Next question. Uh, Actually, shout out to my god sister for sending this one. Um, Calling her out by name. What are three suggestions to live your best life between the ages of 25 and 30? Uh, My godfather is going to kill me when I say this. Um, Best suggestion I can ever give anybody especially at that age, is to get away, take a risk. I myself decided to move from Maryland, DM, uh, DMV, DC area to LA. Uh, it literally like was a week process. Um, my boss spoke about this opportunity that was in LA on, let's say, Thursday. On Monday, I was told that I was going. So I had roughly a week to get my life together in the head west uh my mom came and helped me pack on saturday i had a going away party saturday night uh my roommate at the time 
dropped me off at the airport to catch the five something flight on was it uh what was the holiday on easter of 2007 best thing i've ever done in my life it allowed me to grow so much as a human uh my salary you know kind of increased exponentially and without that chance i probably wouldn't be here now i found myself in la and so even though i don't live there i always look back at that time very fondly because i can see what changes it's made in my life so yo i, I can't give you three things but i think the first one is the big one where you got to take a chance um that's the time of your life where you can afford to have missteps and you shouldn't be afraid to risk something to get something i would say that would just be greater next question what song has had the most impact on your life whoa um everybody that knows me knows that i love music i probably listen to music as much as i do anything on this earth uh i feel like music is just what feeling sound like shout out to joe button um depending on my mood i can be you know capable of listening to anything whether i'm listening to smells like teen spirit and i'm a black guy um or listening to something from miles davis listening to some redman some hove buster from going my old school If I'm talking new school because I always get clowned for this, personally I think that either 21 Savage or Don Q are probably the best rappers of their generation. I know Don Q doesn't really say anything and just has a deep voice, but he can spit bars. And I really think 20 if 21 Savage didn't look like a weirdo, he probably would be up next. So, a uh, song that's had the most impact on my life. I'm thinking in the back of all of the discographies and all of the stuff that I've ever listened to and what I've probably replayed more and more than anything. Um I'm going to say a song off of Jay-Z's debut album, Regrets. This is the number one rule for your set in order to survive, you got to learn to live with regrets. Uh the reason that that impacted me even at an early age You're always going to do things where you don't put your best foot forward or you feel like you could have done things better or differently than what you did. So for me, I had to get over myself to realize that I'm going to make mistakes and that things are still going to be okay. I seek perfection in everything that I did growing up. I was a really arrogant little kid. Nobody could tell me that I wasn't the best at whatever I thought that I wanted to be good at. And so it was really hard for me not to succeed at things. Once I got it into my head that it was okay to fail, as long as I learned something from it, I was able to progress and move forward just as being a person. I stopped being like the snotty little kid and started being the cool kind of guy that I think everybody started to know and love. But it took some growth. And as many times as I played that CD on repeat, and I know I burnt that up and my mom had to hate that song. Uh used to play through my Iowa stereo. If you don't know what a Iowa stereo is, you're probably not in my age range, but we all had the little portable disc man that were either Sony or Iowa. If you were rich, you had Sony. 
if you were middle class, you probably had Iowa. So I had that. That was my thing. Um, that song I even played to this day still says the same thing. Next question. What is your preferred pickup line approaching women? Ah, preferred pickup line approaching women. Well, I can tell you what my, my preferred line is not. Um, can I buy you a drink? I'm not T-Pain. I'm not uh, trying to buy my way in. Uh, honestly, I think pickup lines are probably whack. Like, I'm never going to spit something to you like it's the early 90s and I'm Fresh Prince. Like, my, my approach is never, yo, girl, you look like you've been running through my mind all day. Damn. Or whatever something that Martin would say back in the day. Um, I think you're probably setting yourself up for failure. What I did do, though, uh, and this was my shit. Uh, you're always looking for an icebreaker or something that allows you to get in for you to have some kind of dialogue that flows back and forth pretty easily. If I just happen to catch some guy crash and burn because he did something or said something stupid, yo, I could be captain, not save a hoe and slide right in. Talk about the shit that that dude did. And we can have a laugh at your expense while I get the girl. I've done that so many times and it just randomly happens. It's not like I look in the club and I'm like, yo, let me wait for that moment. But when it has played out that way, I think that's what works for me. Um, Comedic timing is everything. And sometimes you got to step in when somebody else just took the L. Thank you for that. Uh, I think any of the women that I've ever met, um, they'll say that I never came at them with some kind of crazy line. Uh, I do know in 2018, uh, my boy tells me like, yo, I got a podcast. Could be the line of the year. But since I'm not stepping on anybody, anybody that listens to this knows I step to people just to tell them like, yo, I got a podcast. What up? Listen to it. Um, send feedback to iTunes, SoundCloud. Let me know what you think. Uh, yeah, that's that. Uh, next question. Are you Team Cardi or Team Nikki? <laughs> uh, I don't necessarily like getting involved in girl beef or women drama. But this sort of reminds me of Foxy and Lil' Kim. Personally, I loved Lil' Kim's music. I thought Crush On You was the most creative, visually appealing video probably of my time growing up as a teen. Funny that she wasn't even on the song in her album, but you know, I digress. Uh, But there was something about the way that Foxy Brown looked. At like 16, which is when she just jumped on the rap scene, she looked like a grown-ass woman. Maybe it was all of the makeup. Maybe it was that she was overdeveloped. Whatever it was, whatever Foxy was saying, I was buying all of that shit. I have Foxy's posters on the wall. I like Foxy's music. She had her lyrics written by Jay. She was rapping in the firm. She had all of these things going for her that personally made me a fan. And if I'm all the way honest, and this is probably going to get me killed, she's probably the first dark-skinned woman that I really was crushing on. Actually, no, no, no. She's second. First was Terrell Hicks from A Bronx Tale. Probably more famous for Belly. I love that girl. Oh, man, she was dope. Um, 
But yeah, Foxy was Foxy was dope. So when I look at this kind of situation with this new beef, here's the problem. I could care less about the music. I don't think that Nicki's music is that dope anymore. I know Cardi doesn't write any of her own songs. And while yeah, um Bodak Yellow did numbers, that verse she did for G Easy was dope. It just doesn't sing to me the same way. Maybe I'm also not a young 20-something, so I don't really care what they're saying. But if it's based on support, Nikki's personality is trash, bro. Like, she's always been an asshole. And I think that shtick is probably going to, in the long run, kill her career. She should still be on American Idol, but she spent all of it fighting with, you know, Mariah Carey. And we can say what we want. Nikki's been in beef with women literally from the beginning. Like, can't beef with all women just for the sake of. Um, you want to root for Cardi because you see somebody who's been someplace that's grinded so hard and they have this authenticity and they're working, working, working to just be better. She's just happy to be here. So it's something about that that keeps people invested in her and that loves her music. It's the energy. Like, you can feel that. So if I got to pick between the two, taking neither, it's not a knock on them. I would just rather hear Rhapsody. She's got bars and she's a much nicer person. Doesn't come with all of the glitz and the glam. She's just her. So I don't have to worry about loving her for the fake booty, the fake boobs. Um, Might have worked in a strip club, but on, on these records, I just want to hear bars and you being you. I have no idea what Rhapsody is in terms of does she like men? Does she like women? Don't really care. Just think that, you know, Layla's Wisdom was an amazing album. And that's my choice. Uh, finally, last question of the day. Are you voting black on Tuesday? This is the question that made me actually want to do an episode a little early. Um, I'm definitely voting on Tuesday. I think it's important that all of us step outside the box, go into the booth, make a choice, regardless if it's Democrat or Republican. I prefer Democrat personally, but do whatever you feel that you need to do. You should vote for somebody. I think that too many people fight too hard to keep people out of the booth and to exercise their civil like right for us not to do it. Um, I find way too many people that are way too casual about it. The fact that less than 50% of the, the American public votes is somewhat of a crime. Now, uh, the question about voting black. We have Stacey Abrams in Georgia running for governor. We have uh, Ben Jealous in Maryland running for governor. We have Andrew Guillaume, a black man uh, in Florida running for governor. One of the problems that I probably have, um, and this is an unpopular opinion, it's my own. I'm not claiming it for anybody else, right? As a race, black people tend to hate when we see white people do things where we feel like they vote against their own self-interest. The fact that Donald Trump is president tells you exactly how people feel. I've come to the point where I've started saying this and 
I know that this is probably wrong, but I really believe that white people are going to act like white people. Historically speaking, that means they're going to vote in a block for certain issues. Now, I hate the term or I hate when people make the assumption that I voted for Obama because he was a black man. Yo, I voted for Obama first and foremost because he was a Democrat. Secondly, I voted for Obama because I thought that his values more closely resembled what I was looking for in a president and somebody that would push an agenda forward that I needed uh, than his opponents. Guy rushed his soul to John McCain, but he decided to nominate Sarah Palin as his VP. Not the smartest of decisions. So I was able to always say that, but I remember being really offended once when a guy was just like, you voted for Obama because you're black. Come on, just be honest. Nah, that's not it. I voted for tons of white guys who happen to be Democrats. Now, I don't think it's a problem for black people voting for black people. But we also got to realize the hypocrisy and what we're asking people or what we're saying, because a lot of times we certainly do the thing where we think it's perfectly cool for us to do what we do. But if white people were to vote for the white guy or to vote in a black, we all got a problem with it. And again, this ain't popular. Please vote for the people that you vote for based on substance. Fuck the race. Like, ideally, like, yeah, like, I would love it for it to be a person that comes in that doesn't see race, or at least that's conscious enough, because not seeing race is a lie. I don't know why I said that. Somebody that's conscious enough to see race and to see where problems exist and to see where they can still do things the right way. You won't always get them right because you have way too many people that you're beholden to. But you've got to recognize that you have more than one side to kind of do something with. I don't want to be known as the blacks that vote for Donald Trump. If you wanted to vote for Donald Trump, you're a fucking asshole. Like, that's my opinion. But stand on the conviction that you voted for him because he probably gave you the tax breaks that you wanted. You might be hyper conservative. Black people tend to be less um, tolerant of gay people than a lot of other people. So some of these things that Donald Trump kind of stands for, I get it. It's just not for me. So if you want to vote the black ticket on Tuesday, I'll support it. Um, I'm personally going to vote for Ben Jealous, not because he was a black dude, but I do think he's a smart guy. I know him as the former head of the, um, the NAACP. He's been on the scene for a while. I don't even think that Larry Hogan did a bad idea. Now, here's how you know. Uh, from Maryland, vote in Maryland. Um, I voted for an actual Republican governor before. Fuck you, Martin O'Malley. You were Tommy Carcetti from The Wire. You were trash. That's why your campaign failed as trash. You've given us all of this bullshit fucking casino shit in the state. Yeah, I'm down on all of that. So I voted for the other guy. But in all honesty, um, I think you should vote your conscience, vote your heart. If it's a black person and they're doing the job, please support them. Just don't let that be the only reason why you're supporting them. And I almost forgot my own tagline. Wow. <laughs> ball players want to rap. Rappers want to ball. And I just want a podcast. This is Darrell. And I'll see you guys next week.